Good morning, Mashi. Good evening, Dennis. I want to, I, I was going to say, I want to teach you something today, but that's probably a little too lofty. But I do want to talk teach me about something on all of these. What are you talking oh, about? Wow. Wow. Well, look, with the snapback. No, I want to talk about the concept of learning. And the quote I chose today is a Chekhov quote, which is wisdom comes not from age, but education and learning. And I don't mean necessarily in the traditional sense, go get a college degree, because you and I are both people who do not use our degrees even remotely every day, <laughs> um, which is interesting. I, I, have, I have a degree in radiology and you have a law degree. Yours is probably a little more applicable. I cannot remember the last time I'd look at a CT scan or use a linear accelerator. But um, mm-hmm. I want to talk about identifying opportunities to learn in yourself. Like if you, if, when you encounter a speed bump and you're like, you know what, I should polish up on that. Or God, I have no idea about this stuff. Or there's, a, there's something I could you know, leverage and try and you know, build up my skills in, for example. You're asking for an example or just what you think that philosophy is like? Well, just how do you approach that? When you encounter a speed block that you're, you encounter a, a, a speed bump that you're incapable of overcoming due to a lack of knowledge or lack of experience, how do you deal mm-hmm. with that? Yeah, I think that there's, there's so many tools now in the modern world mm-hmm. to approach those things. The first thing, there's this great book that I made our whole team read called Mindset that I love. And I was just talking about this. I was a little uh, cold on it, but that's okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love it. I love it. One of the key takeaways, though, before you even start to tackle the problem is, and I know we talk a lot about mindset in general here, is how we approach it from the start. And one of the things that they look at in mindset is how children approach problems. And some people are very mm-hmm. disheartened, like, oh, this is hard. I hate it. And others are like, ooh, I love its challenge. Ooh, this is hard, right? Yeah. Yeah, this is great. I really love it when it's, you know. And I think that's the first thing you got to do is you have to embrace those challenges. Like, hey, I love the challenge. Uh, one of the things that's key for both you and I, a little bit different for me than you, because you were you you, you later got a master's in marketing and worked on the that's marketing true. team. So you use that degree. Okay. I've never been edu- formally educated in marketing and I sit atop this marketing department. So one of the other levers I have on my team when I encounter certain problems is I have made a clear... Uh, decision in my career to hire experts around me who are conversant in things I'm not. You're, <laughs> so yeah, right. Go. You're leveraging your people skills and your and your people reading skills to work around where you have less experience exactly. in other areas. Exactly. And then finally, especially in the modern world with the internet, no matter what the problem is, it's monkey see, monkey do. Go Google it. <laughs> I mean, no, seriously. No, I get That's it. a tool in everybody's arsenal. Uh, you go out there and Google it. You go out there, there's there's really, there's not much new under the sun. There's just mm-hmm. not much new under the sun. And you go, you go find out what's out there that other people have encountered. I think one of the other powerful things is we, and I think this is almost human nature, gone, gone awry, and I do believe we rely on this too much, it becomes, we start to warp things around us. But one of the things I like to do is look at common experiences historically. When have I encountered something like this? When has our team encountered something like this? Um, I'll give you a good example. Um, Channel Fireball grew as a content brand Mm -hmm. through strategic gameplay articles. We started with one of the most popular writers in in our niche, Luis Scott Vargas, poached him from a rival website, had him start writing for us. He brought another writer with him. So we basically bought a top flight influencer. Mm Mm-hmm. Now we have a new brand, Channel Fireball. Of course, we sold our Card Shop Live. There's certain type of content we we can't make 
under the auspices of that deal. So we're stuck. Yeah, right. With you could you couldn't sell the company and then go make flannel chire ball and go make all the same stuff yeah, again. That exactly. the, 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 the lawyers will catch on to that pretty quick, I'd imagine. So there's new content we're making. And I was just talking to you about this social media focused content, TikTok, mm-hmm. Instagram. How do we do that? Well, one way, one way we could do it, drawing on our past experience, what did we do last time? We found a top competitor, yep. found their top influencer, poached them. You know, we could do something like that. We're not going to do that. We decided against it, but it was part of the conversation. We don't know what to do. We're growing in a new area. How do we build this brand without the tools we had last time on a new platform? That was a blog. This is Instagram. Mm -hmm. This is TikTok. One of the first places we went is what did we do last time? Then we start going and looking at other influencers, other competitors in the area. What type of content are they making? How are they doing it? Because we really are, we have a social media person, but they're not focused on our area of content. They're focused more on how to grow social media generally, not our niche specifically. So I think that drawing on our experience, doing research on what everyone else is doing, um, and then really looking at our own team. The nice thing about marketing, in my experience, is we are all, I was going to say victims, we are all recipients of the other side. What type of marketing works for you? What type of marketing works for you? You can have a round table where you discuss that. What, what have you seen that you're really, really good? I like very quirky, funny marketing. The most right. interesting man in the world. Um, this is Sports Center. I have a particular favorite. If any of you are bored during the holiday season, I always recommend it. Chris Christmas Rodriguez for I've Mother. Seen, I've seen that many times. Brilliant. Brilliant ad campaign. I want to pull us back a little bit because we touched on it and we have, we live in very different worlds of this. What's your take on like formal third level education, right? Because for reference, I went to a college here. I did an undergraduate degree in radiology and it was one of the, it's one of the most expensive kinds of courses you can do because of how, how, how it's subsidized. And it cost about $3,000 a year where, which is, you know, laughable in comparison to what a college degree, never mind a law degree costs in the U S. So here, our rate of, you know, in Ireland of people who go and do third education is extremely high. Almost anybody who finishes high school ends up going to do a degree because you'd kind of might as well because the government pays for so much of it. And it's such a logical next step. The only exception is you want, if you want to learn a trade, if you want to be a carpenter, if you want to be an electrician, if you want to be a plumber, anything, anything remotely in that sort of world, you would then go and do an apprenticeship instead, obviously. But um, what's your take? Do you think it's for everybody? Do you, like, like, I know there's people here who, because it's very difficult to make a decision when you're 17 years old or 18 years old about what you want to do for the rest of your life, especially well, when, it, you're, when you might be paying off those student loans for 20, 30, 40 years in the U.S. Well, okay, when, when you say, is it for everybody, do you mean, am, am I factoring in the cost? Do I think it's a good experience for everyone? I think education is an unqualified good. I think it should be free mm-hmm. everywhere. If I were right, well, let's world, say, uh, let's president say, of the United States, the number one, imagine, my number imagine, one agenda yeah. would be education everywhere. Right, but the, I guess the bar is lower here, right? If you're like, ah, eh, maybe I'll go to college, maybe I won't. You're like, okay, maybe I'll give it a shot. Whereas it's a, lot, a hell of a lot bigger commitment in the states. I don't think it's worth it here. Um, I think that I know as someone who reviews many, many resumes, mm-hmm. it's become more and more negligible to me, particularly if you have work experience. Having a college degree is really important for your first job. Yeah, it's not important for your third job. Nobody cares. I mean, I shouldn't say nobody cares. I don't care. I want to state my bias here. I grew up in the Silicon Valley, right? I had a, I have so many peers because I graduated in 97 from high school. 
who started college and dropped out and have gobs of money. <laughs> yep. One of the guys that was two years below me was Google's 13th hire. Think about that. He did well for himself. I'm sure he did. <laughs> so, you know, that, that's a huge bias here in California and the Silicon Valley specifically. Um, I do not think I, I loved every second of law school. I had a blast. It was three of the best years of my life. If I could go back, there's no way I'd do it. It was quarter million dollars, $250,000. Rageous, dude. Yeah. So there's 0% chance I would do it again. If it was free, I would no snap it up. So there's, there's got to be a line between those two, right? Like, I think if it was $3,000 a year, you'd be like, snap it up, no problem. Oh, yeah. I would do that as well. So the weird, um, but- the weird part is, though, the experience for a lot of people. So it's very two-tiered in Ireland, mm-hmm. where, you know, Dublin is massively, massively larger than everywhere else in the country. And like a quarter of the whole country lives here. And two largest universities are here for sure. And then I think, I mean, at the top 10 colleges in the country, I'd say eight of them are here, right? So you have this divide of people who lived in Dublin already, like I did. Um, who went to college, and I didn't move out when I went to college. I stayed living with my parents just like I did in high school. I commuted to college. Then you have people who've come up from the rest of the country and have moved up, get an apartment <clears throat> on campus or get an apartment near campus, possible things like that. Um, they have a much a, a college experience that's much more similar to what you get in the United States, where you very often apply for schools outside of the state you live in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like I had a meaningful college experience when I did my undergraduate, to be honest. I had a leveled up secondary school experience to be totally honest and there was more responsibility and you know it's a little bit of a different vibe but in terms of like you know living on campus going to parties having that first you know i am a free human being that didn't that that didn't flip for me when i went you know to my first semester in college so i think a lot of the intangible value that you place on your college experience is lost on some people here it's like going into it's like as if you went to um uh, a college in your hometown the the only experience you truly lost was the being on your own the college party and all that bs i went to play in college i went back i I could just go home afterwards if it's and i went to a lot of high school parties that were way better than the college parties i went to as well so um it was way more fun to go to for instance mike bugliero god that's a name boogie shout out i haven't thought about in 20 some odd years when his parents were out of town and be stupid when I was 17 than it ever was to any random college apartment or call. Fraternities weren't big at my college, but I also don't think that's really part of the college experience, but it wasn't part of mine. So I'm biased. There is a factor I didn't think about here, which is that the drinking games in the States is 21. So when you're in 18, 19, 20, you're like struggling to get booze, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas here, Mm -hmm. when you're 15, 16, 17, you're like struggling to get booze. So there's not as big a flip. you could you I'll bet you the average age for drinking is probably closer to 50 or 16 in the US. It's not that hard to get booze. It's it's, you, you it's, can, it's a box ticking exercise. Yeah, it's it's doable, you know. But I think there's so I want to I want to like porch please check off do not listen to this podcast from up above. I want to like in a quote um do you ever watch the big bang theory? Oh boy, if you hit me with a, a Sheldon quote in response to my Anton Chekhov, I'm going to be very upset. It's not, a, it's not a Sheldon quote, it's a Penny quote. Oh, even better, okay. Yeah, there's a, I can't remember, who's Penny's love interest? Sheldon's Leonard. roommate, I can't remember. I don't even like this show, anyway. Yeah, Le- Leonard's giving Penny a bad time, she's getting an education, and it's a huge tiff, because you know he's in love with her, blah, blah, blah. She's supposed to be the hot neighbor, he's a nerd, whatever. And she gets really mad 
because she basically says you think I'm stupid. Then she, because he, the way this comes out is he edits this paper she's writing, mm. and he over, he basically rewrites it. Yeah, and she's like, "F you, you think I'm stupid? I'm going to turn it in myself." She comes back with a B minus, and um, just to prove, you know, you're you you're, yeah. you're wrong. I can do it. And she has this line, and, I, and I'm sure I'm going to butcher it. Where she says, "I'm the one in school." But it looks like you're the one who learned the lesson, <laughs> which perfectly juxtaposes this idea. Oh. Um, life, life teaches you lessons. For sure, I would wash dishes for years. That skill comes in handy about every other day in my life. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I mean all, all joking aside, I painted houses for a year and a half, mainly interiors. That doesn't come in as handy, but if you know, I wake up tomorrow and decide, you know what? I want an accent wall here. I can have that yeah. done in a weekend quite easily. Yeah. I mean, there is, there is a lot of people always complain about, you know, Hey, I learned, you know, math always gets, you know, chucked under the bus here, which I, I disagree. I think math is very important, but you know, I learned um, differential calculus. Why didn't you teach me how to do my taxes? Or mm-hmm. why didn't you teach me how to, you know, jump a car? Or why didn't you teach me how to cook is a huge one. For example, I guess you can take home Mike. But um, you, you can't anymore here. I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anywhere that it's teached here or you taught. Take it I in, say, you here. take it in. Te- wow, there's that education. There's that quarter million dollar education teach. coming through. Teached. Um, yeah. So I think there is definitely an appetite for life skills, and um, academia is is like I said, it's not for everybody, and it's not because you wouldn't be good at it. But you, there's a lot you can learn without it. There's a lot you can learn with it, but there's a lot of time wasted in it and a lot of money wasted in it too for a lot a lot of people. Back to your original question too, though, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're working a job as a painter, when you're in the back of the kitchen alone, look, everybody goes through a training period, but stuff happens. Life happens. Those challenges that you started off asking about, they happen. School fundamentally at its best, before we get to that third level, is about having a foundation to give you the tools to answer those challenges, Mm -hmm. not be a deer in the headlights. And, and it's actually, not just, and it's not you, learning about, you know, Washington Cross in the Delaware. It's learning about, I have this thing I have to do. I have responsibility. I have to go mm-hmm. here. I have to be here at this time. I have to do this thing before. And then if I don't prepare it and work it out properly, I'm going to get screwed. That is the useful skill that you get, even in college, way more than actually learning about, you know, all the state capitals or whatever. It is stuff, for sure. 